もう死んでいる何This one's you, Chuck Yeager. Thought we could go for the Wright brothers, who were the original fly boys to begin with. Ain't nobody give a fuck about flying unless you're going faster than sound. You bitches, text message can't even catch up to you at that point. All right, so if we're going to do the pilot episode, we should probably do your favorite pilot, and I'm going to let you go first. <sighs> My favorite pilot is Chuck Yeager. Yeager. It's Chuck Yeager. Oh, I had to do some thinking about my pilot. I thought you do yours and I'll come back. I thought really hard on who I wanted my favorite pilot to be. The number one contender for me for pilots, because we were going to do fiction and uh, nonfiction, I guess it'd be real life. Um, Stephen Hiller. Anybody, does that ring a bell with anyone? Because it should, because it's Will Smith and Independence Day. That was also a good contender for pilot, but not my favorite. Um, Welcome to planet Earth, bitch. <laughs> um, also, Paul Tibbetts. Paul Tibbetts came real close. And for those who don't know Paul Tibbetts, he is the man who dropped uh, the first bomb on Hiroshima. What a man. That's a pirate. pirate. That's a pilot with the most guilt of any human being that's ever lived. But uh, actually, my favorite pilot would definitely have to be Hal Jordan was my original favorite pilot. That's the first thing that got me into comic books in the first place. For people I who don't know. I did not see that. Yeah, Hal Jordan was, uh, was, the, was the first Green Lantern, actually, that came out. So all that stuff that got me into. He was one of the original founders of the Justice League. He was. And uh, people don't really talk about him, but that's okay. He, he is not my favorite Green Lantern. If it wasn't for Hal Jordan, I'm... I probably would have, I definitely would have gotten a lot of comics and stuff, but it would have took me longer. I don't know. I just seen it. It came on TV and I was watching it and I was like, man, this is actually pretty cool. We'll check it out. So there, there's mine. Let's hear about Mr. Yeager. Man, I don't know other than the fact that he was first human being to go faster than the sound barrier in a plane. Could you Uh, imagine climbing into a. I honestly just want to see how much research you do by me saying, hey, pilot episode, let's talk pilots. Oh well, you, you got uh, shamed. Yeah, you you did. You shamed me. No, there's was, nothing I love more than shaming uh, someone. Earhart, you know, first woman that unsuccessfully <laughs> tried to fly around the world. I'm not uh, misogynist at all. You you tried your heart out, girl, and your heart stopped beating because of it. All right, you want to know my favorite pilot? We'll do we'll do favorite pilots. My favorite pilot was Buzz Aldrin. 
It's a little unconventional, but any man definitely pilot that will deck a motherfucker for trying to say the moon landing's fake because I do this too. Any any of you flat earthers or or people that you know don't believe in land on the moon, feel free to at me right now because uh, I'll go Buzz Aldrin on your ass and punch you in the mouth like I'm an 85 year old man. I I forget that an astronaut is definitely a pilot. Yeah. Shout out to Apollo 13. Is that the one with Tom Hanks? <laughs> Which one blew up? That was the Challenger. Well, scratch that. The, Edit that out. Shout out to the Challenger. Now, <laughs> Apollo 13 had, had its issues, but like it didn't explode. They were able to successfully re-enter the atmosphere and all that stuff. But the Challenger was the one, I believe it was the 80s, where like the teacher, the school teacher. The school teacher, that, yeah. And it blew up, leaving orbit. That was... <laughs> Fuck. I I know how small I feel whenever I walk outside and look into the night sky. I couldn't imagine looking back at the earth from a shuttle in space and be like everyone I've ever known, everything I've ever recreated, everything I've ever done is right there in front of me. I could. You ever been popcorn or hard on trampolines? Y'all are missing out on that. I'm going to backtrack real quick. 70 feet to be popped on a trampoline would be insane. <laughs> Seven stories, at least. We're reliving 9-11 all over again. I always thought it was 10 feet. I could be completely wrong. And if I am, someone educate me because I am an ignorant Appalachian dweller. And the word ignorant is only the definition for it is you're uneducated. It, it, I just don't know. And there's nothing wrong with being ignorant. Everyone's ignorant to something in their life. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Games for 2019. It's a fucking new year, boys. And let me tell you what I've been spending more time doing than anything. That's playing some video games. Here and I visit and I walk by where Ross is playing games. He's like, dude, check out this new car I just got. It's like it's a different one every single time. I say, man, I work at a car lot. I like driving cars. I like playing card games. I'm just a car guy. And he's now seeking his next surgery to turn him into a car. It's not- Headlights for nipples. I feel like that's appropriate. I mean, I feel like that's how they should have done Bumblebee in Transformers. Yeah, (laughs) especially in this area, man. You're a you're a roof boulder, right? Your head's gonna get a little little heavy looking up all the time. Just lay on your back and do your job. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I did. It took me a second to figure out where you were wanting to go. I was thinking a roof boulder, and I immediately went into like what it looked like for someone to be an actual roof boulder on the machine. Bolter. I'm sorry. I have a slack jaw. What a... Man, 2019 was a big year for gaming. Like, what, what, what did you play the most? Metro Exodus, for sure. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Forza Four Horizon hit me up, uh, Ross Boss, or C Ross zero zero seven seven. There you go. Uh, I would say the man. There's a couple. Overwatch has always captured my heart, but everybody knows all that boring shit. Uh, as far as new games, there's three that stick out the most. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Absolutely blew my fucking mind and reinstated my love for Star Wars all over again. Who makes who makes that game? Respawn Entertainment. It's the same okay. people that made Titanfall. Interesting. EA. It's a it's a production of EA. Uh, f- at, 
it's fucking it's it's Metroid, it's Dark Souls, it's Sekiro, it's Uncharted, Tomb Raider, God of War, wrapped up into a, a game where you can use the force and a lightsaber, which is probably one of my favorite settings of all time. So that game, I couldn't praise that game enough, man. I I love I loved it. Shit, I about quit going to work every day over that game. And I'm pretty sure I was late a few days because it was like three in the morning. I was like, fuck. I no, feel like man. that's a, a good qualification for a game. If it doesn't make you contemplate quitting your job and oh, stay at home to play it, then it's not a good game. Yeah, that man. has to be like one of the top tier things for it. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that game. That, uh, fallen order, uh, God, Metro Exodus was good. Oh man. So I'm not, I'm not done with it yet, but Lord have mercy. It was good. Um, uh, Sekiro, I, I haven't finished Sekiro. I was late to the game on that one, but Jesus Christ in heaven from software has made that game just. I've played through all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I think Sekiro's hands down the hardest because it's, in my honest opinion, it's Dark Souls, but instead of being able to build tanky, you just better have fast fucking reflexes and know how to read Japanese symbols because that's the only thing that's saving your life. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, Rice Bowl? I don't know this. I don't know this sign. <laughs> I really hope there's a sign for Rice Bowl because that would be real funny. Yeah, I got really hooked on the Nintendo. Phonics. The the Nintendo released their Super for um you know for the Switch where you can go through and they released the the NES and I wasn't too crazy about it because it's not the graphics. Graphics it doesn't matter to me if it looked like it was hand-drawn by a toddler as long as it's a good game it doesn't matter and but i just didn't i wasn't crazy about a whole lot of titles out of the nes but the snes holds probably 70 percent of my favorite titles that come out of a video game and whenever they release it it's 20 bucks for a year super mario world every time i come up here and you guys are going to work we usually play the game and she'll just She'll, she'll be like, all right, well, you got to do this level because I know the secret to this one. And we're going to go do this, this, and this. And then she just like one shots all of Starland. And then yeah, now it's Chocolate World. And I'm like, Brittany, what the fuck are you doing? Let me play the game. That, the, the, I still have it. I still have the same one. The SNES is the first gaming console I ever had. I used to play Donkey Kong Country with my fucking grandmother when I was like six or seven. Yes. Peggy Ross. Is the best Diddy Kong on planet Earth. I dare anybody to question me on this. Shout out Peggy Ross. I'm going to have to go ahead and question Mimi's ability to play Diddy Kong. You should see I can't play see Mortal it. Kombat 3. I've but seen- it, we'll get to that. That's a story for another time. Yeah. Uh, while you're talking about Super Mario World, that was the first time in my life I ever picked a game up and I was like, I know everything about this game, absolutely everything. And I went 21 years believing that until I started dating Brittany Couch and she absolutely wrecked Star World. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking she's, about. Yeah, uh, she's not human. Absolutely not. Um, it is shitney. Uh, I would apologize, but yes. I'm not going to. It's not us making fun of you. That's just uh, the, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's a word of endearment. I'm going to give us a backstory on how name shit me come about because she's gonna be like now everybody thinks I shit myself. Well it was a mild form of dyslexia on my part because we were having an argument and I tried to say 
you've got to be shitting me, Brittany. And I accidentally <laughs> said, you've got to be Britting me, Shitney. And I went, yep, that's her name. That's the forever. If it sticks, it sticks. It's stuck like shit. <laughs> you know, this isn't part of the agenda, but since we're talking about cow patties, I've now seen a bridge to Terabithia per se. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you watch a kid die, dude. I, I'm just about. We went cow tipping. Okay. When they say cow tipping, it's supposed to be like you go up, you push the cow over. Okay. I don't know what kind of bullshit the, the media is trying to say. Hey, take fucking Gronk to knock one of them things over. One person is capable of doing it, but they better be real strong. <laughs> Learn this the hard way. You go up to them. They're about, I would guess, somewhere in the ballpark, about 800 pounds. Like they're, they're all beef. Try to go cow tipping one time. And, uh, Go ahead and tell you, cow patties come in two different flavors. Crusty, dry ass patty, luscious pudding. I got stuck with luscious pudding. Uh, luscious pudding roughly translate to steamy, hot carl. And for those who don't know, a hot carl is a roaring, damp shit. <laughs> Shout out to swamp ass warrior because of hot carl. Oh, God, it's the third of the month. Fourth. It's a fourth. <laughs> Make a very long story short. Yeah. Uh, without going to Martin's Fork Lake. And uh, they have a bunch of cattle out there. And I was like, we're going to sneak out there. Go shove one over. It's going to be a good time. Got out there. I went to go shove one over. Was walking, running over there. Trip, fall. Luckily, it didn't hit me in the face, but it did hit me right in the Adam's apple. And it ran down my shirt. Went up underneath my ears. It was a, uh, it was cow shit everywhere. Try to, try to. Sound like you're describing a happy trail instead of a cow pie. If your happy trail is running up to your Adam's apple and wrapping around your ears, you might be Amish. I could show you. <laughs> I, I'm going to make a hard pass. But to get back to the topic at hand, I've been waiting to talk about Exodus. Yes. Man, yes. For anybody who has not played any of the Metro games, you are missing out on possibly one of the best trilogies that, that may have ever graced any platform uh, I, gotta, I gotta look at it because i wrote it down it was uh it's made by 4a games and it was made by a ukrainian maltese developed base is that a dog i think so they speak russian <laughs> jimork <laughs> jimork is <laughs> uh we need the we need the kibbles and the food <laughs> but uh it's it, it 4a games it's not a big company is what's crazy the the whole studio is probably about the size of like this room, that room, and that one. Like that's it. It's not like a big place at all, and it spans over. Like I said, it spans over three games. Metro Exodus came out of uh, what's the best way to call it. It was a uh, a horse blinder open world. So it gave you like sections. I like God of War. And they're played God of War. I know. Uh. It's like it's open world, but it's not really open world. It's like, but yeah, it you, is open. You can world, explore this not, area yeah. as much as you want, but you got to do this if you want to go to the next area. So yeah. that was cool. It's just I'm not going to do any spoilers on about the way it in, but it when you go from blowing up D4 and then you go in and you go into the next one and you're doing like the whole standoff with the Germans and all that stuff on the second one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the not the Nazis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that now. And then how that ends, you know, you do your it's all decision based, but then getting there to the to the third one Exodus, it was like you were for the first time. It was all set up in uh the Metro, which is the world's largest underground subway station. Did you know that? Moscow. Yes. Yeah. 
And uh, it's all based off of that. And then you're emerging out of uh, of the world for the first time because there's been like a, it's post-apocalyptic and everything. And they're coming to find out that, man, they've been lying to us the whole time. There is life outside of the Metro. And then it just did toilet bowls from there. It was so good. I about shed a tear at one point. About shit my pants in another. I about shit my pants all throughout the first section. I do not like playing scary games by myself. I, I, I've refused to play Resident Evil 2 yet because of that. That makes me feel a whole lot better because this whole time I never play games like that. Comic Con, I'm all about that. Like, I would absolutely love to go to a Comic Con. It was oh, not yeah. what I thought it was. Not a horror con, but a Comic Con. <laughs> Man, they're all great. I did not know they serve, uh, like they serve beer there. I thought that was, I didn't expect that whenever I got there. Um, but just seeing grown people. Doing what they love. Doing what they love. And and no and no yeah, one giving is. them a hard time. I seen three girls who entered a costume. We went we went on Halloween. And uh I seen three girls dressed up in um in in the My Little Pony stuff. And they got up there and they were just having a great time and like no one even looked at them funny or said anything. And it, it was really cool that even people who are degenerates like that can get up there and have yeah, a good dude. time. Cause if bronies can be accepted. Anybody can be accepted. Yeah, no, That's why I don't go home for Thanksgiving is because everybody's like that weirdo plays, plays dungeons and Satan's look at him. He's a nerd. He watches those Japanese cartoons. I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> if you're going to insult me, yeah. please, for the if love you're going to insult me, do it around. I, I, I want to clarify this. He's act- angry. I'm not angry. I just wish my family had better taste in pop culture. There is I- only one Hallmark movie worth watching, and that's the Walmart baby movie. That's it. No other ones could can okay. compare. Man, was it the one where the small, small town, town girl, girl falls in love with this with, with, with a, a carpenter mega yeah. a carpenter and her her big corporate man comes down like this isn't working, and he's yeah. like. I, I make my that. living doing macaroni paintings, and I love Christmas. Please okay, impregnate so me. I, I love HGTV. First of all, oh my God, I watch, I watch Property Brothers until the end of the world. It wouldn't bother me one bit. Man, it's weird. Like when you're, I remember being a kid, and um, like my mom watched HGTV, or she'd watch, uh, what's his name. Uh, he looks like Bob Ross, but he's he does the aerobic movies. What's his name? I'm Richard like, Simmons. Yes, Fuck Richard yeah, Simmons. I did not like neither one of those. And now that I'm older, I watched a whole podcast on finding Richard Simmons, which that, is a great podcast. That podcast got me into podcasts. That podcast that got me was into podcasts. Your fault. That, because really? we were at work and I was like, what is this? Because this is fucking amazing. It was really good. It was uh, yes. a, a anyone who watches, who is listening or watching this video, wherever it comes up at, if you get a chance, go all look at the finding Richard Simmons. It was a, uh, I wouldn't call it anticlimactic. It was a, uh, but it, it was definitely it's a good the listen. journey, man. The end of that story don't matter. The journey on that story. He went through, he, yeah, he brilliant. went through some stuff. That was really good. So this one is from C Mitch. And C Mitch, if you're listening, thank you for this book because this absolutely cracked me up. So I want to start the message off, actually. So just so everybody knows, I, I put a message up there and I said, hey, I'm producing a podcast for my friends. Uh, I want some user submissions about your first worst date experience. First worst date. Say it three times fast. Yeah, I know it's pretty hard. So he messaged me and says, how PG do they have to be? And then before I could respond. Brother, we want an NCA 17. Says, pretty gnarly. He says, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Before I can respond, this is the best. All right, I already like this dude. Just let me, just let me finish. He says, "Fuck it." So I was like seventeen or eighteen. I hit this girl up, 
I went to high school with her, up to go camping. We get drunk, and she's plastered at this point, so she falls over backwards into my tent, pukes straight up so it lands all over her. <laughs> my buddy's girl helps clean her off and shit, and we lay down to sleep. And uh, I lay down to go to sleep, and the next thing I know, I wake up, and she's pulling my pants off and going down on me. I look up, this bitch has puke chunks in her hair. Me being the savage that I am, I let her finish, and we never spoke again. I will I will give you two answers. I will give you uh I'll give you the James answer and then I'll give you the lead answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um the James answer is whoever cleaned her up should have done a better job. <laughs> if she claims to be her friend, she would not have let her lay down with puke chunks in her hair. Shame and on I you. think that is shameful. They whoever done they that. They wouldn't have let her go down on this dude either. They would have fucking hit her from the world. They would have pulled her from, they would have got her by the belt loop and been like, hey, you can't be doing that. That yeah, is uh, irresponsible. Of, yeah, you're out of your mind, honey. Let's go home. But <laughs> <laughs> the lead answer. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been. <laughs> <clears throat> rail and trim <laughs> and I've had literally an old faithful of vomit spew it looked like someone threw a 55 gallon bucket of slime into a wood chipper <laughs> and I finished and that guy should have probably went the extra mile he probably shouldn't have stopped there he should have kept going what a man though I, see Mitch congratulations yeah that was Thank you for that. That was a great. That was a great story. Actually, to give like a little background, like so, anybody who's never been in the military or doesn't have friends in the military, they pound stuff into your head so that it becomes muscle memory. You will do things before you can even react mentally. Your body will do it without you thinking. For sure. Is that why when you have a girl over, I hear "who ah" in the middle of the night? Absolutely. You've never heard me even say that period or entire show. But anyway. I wasn't ready for that. Hoorah, boys. I'm not ready. Ander can just like repels through that light <laughs> socket. <laughs> All right. So th- this this person is military. And this is this was one of my gay friends who responded to the request. Shout out to LGBT community. All right. So uh, I'm going to call him JJ for this. Abrams. Uh, so he said. This is the, and remember, I want you guys to keep the muscle memory thing off top of your heads. When I tell you this story, you'll understand a little better. It's on my head. He said, so the first date story thing. I mean, a guy online was stationed at Fort Knox. Nothing out of the ordinary for me because he's a slut. He'll agree. Or he was. I think he's faithfully been Good for you. Good. Uh, he was also military. Didn't have a picture, but given how recently Department of Defense, I'm guessing that's what the ET stands for. Had been done away with. The I day. couldn't blame him. Oh, yeah, that was this back then because I'm holding, he's old. This was when the don't tell, don't ask policy was saying you couldn't be gay in the military, but they couldn't ask you if you were, but you couldn't right. tell. Yeah. You could be gay, you just couldn't say you were gay. We discriminate you in private. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Private. So <laughs> he said, uh, climb up on this dick. So anyway, this, this guy was super secretive. <laughs> guy that he was meeting up with is super secretive about being gay, basically, is what he's saying. So he didn't have a picture on whatever dating thing they met on, right? He said, so I, he said, I don't like it. So we meet up for a drink, and he looks familiar. Not like online familiar, like 
I've cooked you an omelet in the dining facility, familiar. First thing I do is salute. So he realizes this dude is an officer. Like, as soon as he walks in. Punching up, dude. I like it. Yeah, right? So he says, first thing I do is salute. Only one problem. I'm already got a drink in my saluting hand. Oh, no. So, I, so he was an officer and I'm having you saluted. He said, that is correct. And he ended up with rum all over my face. That is hilarious. I just oh, imagine yes. somebody with a double shot of rum, and all of a sudden they see their date, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" So and so, and they're saluting a glass, a, a glass of rum into their own. Book. I immediately think of sevens at the bar. He's like, "What do you mean? This is not good liquor." Throw <laughs> Throws it in face. Throw it right oh, on your face. Around on your face. Shout out Henry like, Posey. When I first read that, I fucking cackled because I was like, oh my God. That is a, that's a really good wholesome story. I, I like I is. like that. I just imagine me walking in and then there's a girl there. And she's <laughs> <laughs> sir, Man. yes, sir. Splash. Oh. God, love it. That's, uh, that's embarrassing on a few levels. What was your first worst? You oh you want to hear mine? I, I got a good one, man. You all will appreciate this. Oh God! As most people that know me know, I'm not a tall person at all. I'm more on the short side. At least five one, five six. Uh, nipple high under under the average height for the American male. Uh, but anyway, this was in the days of MSN Messenger before Tinder was around, before all that shit. Yeah, yeah crawled on MSN Messenger and you started messaging females around the county that you thought looked pretty from their little fucking centimeter pictures, right? Start talking to this girl. Talk to her for a little while. We decide we're going to go to the movies. X-Men The Last Stands Out. I'm a huge X-Men fan. Probably my favorite comic book ever is X-Men and movies. I love them. Yeah, one of his girlfriends was an X-Man. She was. She was the blob. All right, we go to the X-Men last stand. I run into her in the lobby of the movie theater, and I have to take a double take. I'm like, it looks familiar. Her face looks familiar, but I don't think that's her. Uh, And at this point, my head is at a 180-degree angle. In other words, I'm looking straight up. I was about to say, it's she's looking straight down in a 180-degree angle. And I'm just like, hey, I introduced myself. She introduced herself. We go sit down in the movie. She says, hey, I'm going to go get us some popcorn. She never comes back. I got ghosted for being a short man. And uh, as a gentleman, I sit and watch the worst X-Men of the original trilogy with a grin on my face. Which one? Last Stand. Three. I've seen that one. So one where Magneto goes ham and like picks the Golden Gate Bridge up and... Okay. Wolverine kills Jean Grey in the middle of her going some kind of shitty form of Dark oh. Phoenix that doesn't make any sense. And they kill Cyclops and they fake kill Professor X. I, I could bitch about this movie forever. But regardless, I sit there and watch it. And not only was I upset because I just watched a shitty X-Men movie. Uh, this is the first time I felt bad about how tall I was. That did not expect that story. Yeah, that, that hit a little... Humble of it. Yeah. I said, you, you really. And, and, and I'm saying this because I give you shit for being short every day. And yeah. Now you make me feel bad. No, yeah. he's grown from that. Yeah, emotionally. 
but not physically. <laughs> not physically. <laughs> Ross oh. is like my only friend that's short that I don't make short jokes at. I think from my entirety of knowing him, I've probably done maybe five. I learned at a soft tender age. I love it. I thrive. Ah, the soft show. pink underbelly age. Seriously, make fun of my height, and I'll make fun of your family members while I'm around them. That's how I always feel about it. Not to you all, because you're my friends. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But to the general public, just know I'm on your Facebook finding out your family members. <laughs> up. Oh, God. I'm not that salty. I'm just kidding. That's, I'm just serious. I, well, of course, no. here to it's, it's, if anything, it's a competition. If anybody starts making fun of my height, it, it gives me chances to come up with comebacks about being short. That's how it is. This is why me and him are good friends. I don't date girls, and I can make short jokes. You and don't he, date girls? That came, <laughs> that came out. Hey, JJ. That came out horribly. I, I'm not his type. I haven't wiped my ass in three years. <laughs> it's okay. He's the bottom. Oh, God. I actually cut my penis off splish, <laughs> in a horrible rotary saw accident. Splish splash. He's taking a bath in. You know what I'm saying? Hippity hoppity. Fuck off my property. It's been zero days since I shit myself. It has been roughly 24 days since I've shit myself. Roughly. I ha- I can count all the times I've thrown up on one hand, but. I cannot count the many times I've shit myself on all of our hands. All right, Ross. So as far as 2019 goes, what would have been? I'm going to say your favorite album, but definitely an album that you loved. I bet you don't even know this one's out. I'll wait till you come back. This is is an easy choice for me, considering how 2019 was a little dry. I've got three, but the El Numero Uno, without a doubt, Fear Inoculum, I knew you were going to say I have listened to that album 50 times since it came out, dude. I can't stop listening to it. I listened to at least a song or two every single day, dude. Oh, my God. And, like, I'm a Tool fan. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, like, premier with them. You know, like, I've not listened to Opiate through and through like most people. Not a diehard fan. Not a diehard fan. But fucking fear inoculum made me just question everything about what I knew about time signatures and how long a song should be. <laughs> because there are not a lot of songs out there that are fucking 17 minutes long that I'll just be like, no, shut up. I got to listen to this every bit of it. That's true. Like, I like Dream Theater, but when their song I, starts to get to 17 minutes, I'm like, oh, we can listen to a different one. That's I'm, okay. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I respect John Petrucci as a guitarist you should. more than anything in the world. I do not like Dream Theater at all. Do not. I fucking think John Petrucci is one of the best guitarists ever of all time, but I don't like Dream Theater. I mean, there's And there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, perfect example. I, I don't really care much for Tool, yeah. but it would be it would be literally bullshit for me to say they're bad musicians because you can't. Oh, dude, they're... They're masters of their craft. I think Danny Carey might be the greatest drummer that's ever lived as long as humankind has ever existed. I truly believe that. What about like, Travis Barker? Fuck Travis Barker. <laughs> what if you have fuck one arm? Uh, you talking about Neil Peart? <laughs> I knew you'd know his name. I couldn't uh, think fucking, of it. He's good, man. But Rush ain't never made me like rewind a song a couple times and be like, how the fuck is all of his limbs doing that? Dead Flipper. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. All right, I'm we'll, thinking meet I'm we'll meet in the middle on that. We'll meet in the middle on that. That's yeah. funny. Whoops. Mom, I'm on Prog Rock, which makes the me not liking Dream Theater double whammy because not only do I play guitar a little bit, I fucking love Prog Rock. But I do I love don't Prog like Rock. One it's of my the pioneers app. of them, man. The, I get butchered. You know, I'll this. go ahead and agree with you on that. I I love I love prog rock or prog metal. It's my it's my favorite genre. But the guys who come before, I'm glad they paved the way. Yes, and I'm glad they're gone because I I can't get into it. Rush, who is a good band, I, I just can't get behind Rush. You can't get behind Rush. I can't. Oh man, I love Rush. They got a couple. They got a couple zingers I like, but I can't get behind them. Yeah, and they can't all be zingers. Good. Or if they could, they would all be Coheed and Cambria. That's the, I back that statement a thousand percent. Every time I talk to someone, a set tier list that I'll show it to them in yeah. because I can't show them stuff like through fear of the eyes of madness. I can't, I can't lead with that. No. I got to lead with something like, like feathers or maybe the running free. And, uh, like about knee deep, I start getting to like favorite house Atlantic. Cause like, if you like them, if I show you favorite house Atlantic and you like them, I'm like, okay, you'll enjoy the rest of their stuff because but, you know, what's funny about that is that other than welcome home, that's probably their most popular song. Definitely. It's the first, that's the first co-lead song I ever heard was favorite house. Atlantic. Uh, my first and one that got me hooked on it. It was a tale of a mermaid falling in love with a centaur and it was suffering. This, yeah, it was. Suffering. Yeah. It was. It was Suffering's good. I seen shit. that and I went. I don't know what this is, but I really like it. Yeah, man, oh, he's got me through a lot of shit. A lot of shit, man. It I, was. It was really cool to see Coheed and then meet them the to not yet yeah, meet him, and they weren't sacks of shit. Yeah, I was so nervous. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys a question that is is music related. Sure. What is one go to song that you know has gotten you through? Just like hard times a lot, you know what I mean? I like me, for instance. Oh, I've got already, one that comes to the top of my head. Oh, what is I it? I got it immediately. Yeah. What, what, is, what is one for you, Austin? Where's my mind by the Pixies? I listened to that the entire time I was going through my dad's death. Okay. The entire fucking time. That, was that a recent song? Did you have a song before that? Before like that? anything? Before, man, that one was so overwhelming. Uh, 70 times seven by brand new because I had a lot of shitty friends back in the day and a lot of shitty relationships and the whole, you know, I hope you forget your seatbelt when your head goes through the windshield line. Right. It's really fucking appealed to the emo hate you and me. No, and I love that right? shit. Oh, yeah. Was, and the reason I'm asking yeah. is that, like, I want to see the difference in growth here. Yeah. What song about the Pixies and more about it? Well, where's my mind? Yeah. Some people might not know what the song is. The atmosphere of the song immediately calms me the fuck down. I don't know what it is, man, but just that. It's like two or three notes. Just that shit immediately calms me down. And then the song is supposed to be real somber and macabre, but it just... Whatever emotion I'm feeling at a heightened state, it brings me back to reality immediately. That song always has. Uh, I, I, I just, I love it. What about you, James Ledford? Uh, definitely Far by Coheed. Absolute, mm. hands down. Yeah. Uh, I will not relinquish this person's name, but if they ever hear it, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. They posted it as a song of endearment. But it's it's not an endearing song. Right, so you you knew what the lyrics were. Yeah, and they posted like, oh, this is my significant other, and I'm like, eh, are you 
Oh, make it look at the lyrics, bud. Just go ahead and say it's snuff by Slipknot, man. That was actually a really good song. Court. It's the first band I ever saw live. No, sure, by all means. Taylor is one of the most talented people in my eyes that there is when it comes when it comes to just vocals. I hate when people shit on him for Stone Sour because I like that's, that's I like awesome. Stone Sour so much more than Slipknot. Anybody that can anybody you that can my jump from Stone Sour to Slipknot, what the fuck are you putting your vocal cords through, dog? That's what I'm saying. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I know how hard it is to switch back and forth between like goofing around singing, and, like trying to actually sing like an open mic night, and that's just hard enough in its own. Like, and let alone being an actual professional at it, it's yeah. it's really impressive. But what about this song? Like, made it your song that got you through things? Uh, I have been a piece of shit the majority of my life, and uh, it was a song of reflection for me. Um, like a clicking moment. Yeah, because like whenever whenever things got really bad, and uh, I had been treating women awful, I'd been I've been cheating, I've been lying, I've been doing all this stuff, and then it happened to me, and I was like, <gasps> I can't believe That's someone, dead. I can't believe someone would do me this way. And uh, like whenever I feel things, I feel them immensely in in large amounts, and uh, I I kind of set aside whenever I get sad, I set aside the fact I've been a piece of shit because I'm. Sad, and whenever I'm sad, I'm super sad. And that song it resonated with me uh, with a whole lot. Um, uh, there was a lyric in it. It says, "Go and lock your door. These cold steps will warm." And that's talking about uh, I'm going to come back to you after I've already been a piece of shit, and after this has been set, buried and done, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit this situation, and I you need to lock your door. I need to you don't need to talk to me again because I bring nothing but a lot of heartache with me. It was really good, man. Like that, that that's a really good song. It's overlooked a whole lot because it came off their black album, The Black Rainbow. Oh, fuck that, dude. If you're a Coheed fan, you love the Black Rainbow. I love I, I do love the Black I Rainbow. Every, Here we are, Juggernaut is one of the best yeah. songs Coheed has. I don't care what anyone I says, agree. they can all suck my left testicle. That song acoustically is one of the best songs ever written. Yeah. Before we get to a new album, I do have one more song. Oh, sure. Of course, Bob. Super, super feelings. And it goes back to the death of my dad, and it's uh, it's when the levee breaks by Led Zeppelin, and yes. I'll, I'll tell you why. It's a fucking hell of a story. If I'm ever a stand up comedian, it's gonna be my fucking killing bit. Is uh, I got drunk one night when we lived in Richmond with one of my friends, and uh, I was like, "Man, I need you to help me do something that I ain't got the nerve to do sober." And he's just like, yeah, man, I'll help you do anything, anything you want. And this poor bastard had no idea what I was about to ask him to do. So I hand him a box, black box. I'm like, oh, I, need God. You to, I need you to take this, and I'm going to grab this. And uh, I had a fifth of Crown Royal Vanilla that my dad's sister actually bought me to drink for Christmas because it was like the, you know, it's the first Christmas I wouldn't have my dad. She was like, here. There you go. I ain't enjoy drinking, but please, God, don't get in your feelings too hard or get in them super hard, depending on the kind of drunk you are. Either, either weight in or head first. Exactly. So I popped the cork on this empty crown roll bottle. I set it there and I'm like, I need you to take that bag in there and funnel it into this bottle. And he's like, well, you got a funnel? I said, hold up. I got a piece of notebook paper. Oh, you're talking like about Logan. Like oh, fucking, God. <laughs> like it's fucking pre-workout. He's like, yeah, man, sure. And at this point, he still don't know what he's handling. Picks bag up and he shakes it and he's like, 
is this your dad's belongings in here? <laughs> and I, I'm just like, yeah, man, something like that. <laughs> something like that. He's like, oh, my God, this is your dad. Isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it's his ashes. <laughs> so uh, I need you to stop being a bitch right now and help me funnel that into this Crown Royal bottle. I have never seen someone with such a good sense of humor about their father passing than Corey Ross. <laughs> but anyway, back to the story. Logan starts shittily funneling my dad's ashes into this crown roll, this crown royal bottle, right? And like I'm holding the bag and Logan's holding the funnel and the bottle. And I am fucking hammered. So naturally, I stumble a little bit, squeeze the bag to catch myself for grip. My dad goes all over Logan, all over his chest, all over his beard, everything. So Logan's freaking out, smacking my dad's ashes. Logan's just smacking his beard. He's like, God damn, your dad's in my beard. Like dad's ashes are flying all over the room because it's just dust in his beard. And I'm like, just calm down. Just calm down. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. We finish the deed. And the entire time this is going on, no quarter is blaring so loud we can barely hear each other talk because that's like my dad and mine's favorite man. Flash forward to the next day, Shitney starts doing the dishes and is like, who the fuck put chalk in the sink? And I don't say anything. I let her finish. And she's just like, I got this shit under my fingernails. I got this shit all over my hands. Like, what is this? This is gritty. I don't like this. And I like stumble into the fucking kitchen, hung over, and I'm like, that's uh that's dad. <laughs> End of story. But yeah, best albums of twenty nineteen. Yeah, we went way we off. We did. That's oh that's okay. Uh I'll make mine real short and quick for the other one. Uh Parabell, clearly one. The other one, Terraformer. By thank you, scientists. Hell yeah, dude. If you don't like Ship horns, out. if you don't like the brass, do not listen to thank you, scientists, because the brass they got jazz. the wins for you. And, uh, uh, one of the best song transitions in music history, in my opinion, is going from New Moon into Terraformers. The last two songs on their album, they do like a seamless entry to the one to the other. It makes me want to slap someone every time I hear it, dude. It's so good. That is exactly how I feel about my other album of 2019, which is Periphery 4 with a pentagram, Hell Stan. Not Satan. Not Satan, Stan. Dude, I bet you I listened to Garden in the Bones. A bunch. 400 fucking times this year, man. I God, my, I can't get enough of that song. It's got the best riffs of all time. Like, the shit just gets stuck in my head. It, it just, like, I tried to learn how to play it on guitar. I'm a horrible guitar player. And Mark Hockham and, and Misha and uh, fucking Jake are, like, three of the best guitarists alive, in my honest opinion. And I sat down for over three months and learned how to play that fucking song. That's always and a good I feeling. still can't get enough of it. After listening to it on repeat for days and days and days, because I'm trying to learn the song, I'm listening to music, still can't get enough of it. Hey, just that song. But it's not just that song. The whole album 
man, fucking, it's all smiles, reptile. All, all uh, it's all smiles is probably yeah. my favorite periphery song. Man, it's so, uh, it's just. It invokes a, uh, a well-being feeling in me when I listen to it. It's electronic. It's eight-string guitars. It's clean vocals. It's screaming vocals. Do man. you even it's, do gent? You even gent, dude. Like, come on. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I must say Django as well. Django is gent. The only thing more useless than the silent D is fucking udders on a male hog. My worst dating experience since no one asked me earlier. I I did, but I got sidetracked. Um, It actually happened in Middlesbrough. Me and Another friend who will not release his name. He's no longer with us. We came out and he's like, man, you got to hit this girl up. She's going to love you. She's been, she's crazy about you. I'm like, all right, let's go. What's going on? I, I love it when we, lemons. I love it when women love me. It's a great time. Them around. Firm. So we go in and uh, we go to the house and there's hardly any furniture there. Like it, it looks like it looks like a shotgun house, just in one door and out the other, nothing hardly in it. And there was like one blow up mattress and a couch and maybe a dresser, and it was all in the living room, nothing in any other rooms. So we're sitting here, and I'm talking to this girl. We'll call her, we'll call her Sandra. So I'm sitting here, I'm talking to Sandra, and she's not giving me like nothing. She's not talking to me. She's like, I'm like, I feel confused because she was supposed to be all about me. Oh, maybe she's shy. And I keep trying to talk to her and I'm being funny and it's just not working. I'm like, I talked to my buddy. I'm like, Hey man, this is, this isn't working, you know? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. She's crazy about you. And I'm like, man, you say that, but things are feeling a little rapey here and I'm ready to go home. Okay. Cause I, I'm not about that. So we're sitting there and we're talking and him and the other girl were like, Hey, we're going to go to the store for a little while. So you guys are fine here by yourself. And I said, I don't think she's fine here by herself with me. I seen I am. And I look over and she doesn't say anything. And I was like, Oh yeah, she's fine. And I'm like, mm, I don't like the way this is going. And, uh, whenever they go to leave, my buddy has literally the biggest wad of condoms I've ever seen in my life. And he just throws them into the room. That's useless. I know. I don't even wear them. Like, why would you do that? You just made this woman feel like she's about to be molested. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we sat there and I was like, ah. I was like, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm just going to, I'm going to see her on my phone until they get back. And then I'm just going to go home. And she goes, mm, I think we should do something different. She goes to make her moves and we start doing our business. Whoopi. And Goldberg. Yeah, we were Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and she just looked at me and then. It's like someone unplugged the vacuum from the wall. Dead. She wasn't dead. I don't know if you've ever um, had sex with a tranquilized mattress. I have. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I keep a steady supply of ketamine. All right. Let's 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 go ahead and address something right now. How awkward it would be if your mattress did rat on you in certain situations. That's why I gave my bed away. Yo, this mattress. <laughs> That's exactly why I gave my bed to my ex-girlfriend. Don't need that in my life. In the event a wizard ever makes it talk, you go ahead and enjoy that. (laughs) Okay, I'll say this. I'll say it in the famous words of Cody Crowder. Zequil. Don't be sorry. Be better. (laughs) He hit me with that. I stepped on the back of his heel, and I said, my Crowder, my bad. I'm sorry. He looked at me like, not even kidding. He went, don't be sorry. Be better. This is Tarp After Dark.